So in honor of Valentine's Day, I woke up this morning and I proclaimed in a loud voice, as the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, dear, I will never leave you. <laughs> Except I didn't really. <laughs> for one, I'm not one to pop out of bed and make a lot of noise for at least the first half hour or so. I didn't, but you would have been a good Valentine's Day line, you know? Yes, not a lie. A Valentine's Day <laughs> line. Um, that yes, I will never leave you. But that is the sort of commitment that Elijah had to Elijah. So Elijah is this great prophet. I mean, he survived Ahab and his wife Jezebel. Um, he's been fed by ravens, fed by angels. Um, he, he brought back to life a widow's only son. And, you know, he hid in the cave when he was scared. Elijah got scared a lot. He'd run off a lot. You know, he would do whatever God made him do, and he would do it, and then he'd run. And so when he was hiding in the, in the cave, that's when he ended up hearing God's still, small voice. And so Elijah was a great prophet. And Elijah was his faithful sidekick. Elijah would go anywhere that Elijah went. And he just knew that Elijah was connected to God and could make all sorts of amazing things happen. And so he says to him at the end, um, you know, I, I want double the inheritance. So instead of just getting what you would give to a second son, I want the inheritance of the first son. And the thing that you have that I want is your ability, your prophetic powers, your powers from God to heal and to change things. And Elijah says to Elijah, well, if you see me taken up into heaven, she probably, you know, come into the rendition of Swing Low, Sweet Chariot here, but you know, this is where that story comes from. The chariot of fire comes down and picks up Elijah and takes him off into heaven, and Elijah watches the whole time, saying, I see you. Now this is Elijah who would never leave Elijah's side. Finally, his master, his father, his teacher is taken away from him. This man who he says, for as long as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. And now Elijah is charged with going out into the world, carrying Elijah's mantle, doing the work that Elijah was sent to do. That's what love does. Love changes things. That's what love did for Elijah. He loved Elijah so much that he would never leave him. And so then he was blessed by being able to take on Elijah's mantle, Elijah's work. And that changed Elijah's life. 
that changed Elijah forever because then Elijah was able to go out into the world and, and make prophetic blessings happen on behalf of the God that he served. Now, I think that's sort of how people are. When they love really deeply, then they will follow and they will stay connected. So when we truly love somebody, we develop this relationship with bonds that are too strong to break. And that love has a way of empowering others and empowering us. That love changes something. We become the more than the sum of our individual parts. We still have our own strengths and gifts, but when we come together, when we are connected in that relationship, we are more than we could be apart. Because that's what love does. And now you notice the similarity with Elijah taking his mantle and tapping on the Jordan River and having the waters part so that he can go across, just like Moses. And so what this tells us is that Elijah is a prophet just like Moses. This puts Elijah up on that level. And the fact that Elijah can go back across the river by touching his mantle to the river and having it part means that he has the power of Elijah's mantle on him and that he is called to be a prophet in the line of Moses as well. And so we have a time where Jesus says to Peter, you know, come, let's go take a walk. We're going to take a little hike up the mountain today. And he says to James and John, you know, Zebedee's sons, come on, you know, we're going to take a hike up the mountain. And so they go. And they go up the mountain. And as they're standing there, they look and Jesus just turns this bright, glowing light. He is just glowing on the top of that mountain. You know what it's like when you meet a young woman who's, or doesn't have to be young, when you meet somebody who's just been engaged, doesn't have to be a woman either, um, and they've just become engaged, and you know, so often it's like, oh, can't see my just glowing. They are so, so happy. We always say that when we see a young woman who is pregnant and we look at them and say, my goodness, you are just glowing. That love, that eternal love within you is just beaming out of you. That sense of glowing when love is that strong. And there's Jesus on top of the mountain completely glowing white. And his disciples are shocked. They're just, oh my goodness, look at this. And Peter, being Peter, 
being like lots of us, figure, well, there's probably something we should do. We should probably do something about this situation because it's a situation we've never encountered before, and it probably requires some sort of action. And so Peter says, well, there with you stands Moses and Elijah, the greatest prophets of old. So I'm going to go build you three houses. And by the time Peter's thoughts go to that, he turns back, and the moment is over. But we're all like Peter. We tend to rush through the good moments, the blessed moments, because there's probably something we need to go do. I don't know about you, but you know, there's always laundry to be done, and there are houses to clean, and there are bulletins to write, and there are things to do in our life, so we tend to miss those glowing moments where love is able to transform and to transfigure lives. And now I believe that is what love does. Love changes things. Love transfigures lives. Love transforms lives. And I believe love is the only thing that really does. We know that God is love. The shortest definition of God in the Bible, God is love. And we know that that is the essence of God. And when we allow ourselves to be totally held in those moments of love, it changes us. It changes us. We become so much more than the sum of our parts. We become so much more than what we thought we could do and be. It makes us glow and opens up to us possibilities and creativity so that we might be able to expand ourselves and our love and our hearts. Blazing white, transformed, transfigured, glowing with the light that only God can give. And so on this Valentine's Day, on this day where we are wondering what difference does some odd little saint's day where nobody can even quite agree on who Saint Valentine is, or whether there's one or two of them, but on this sort of obscure holiday that we figure became a hallmark moment, I was a florist and a rose grower, so I do not want to belittle the holiday, but it is what kept us in business during the dark days of winter. And so is it nothing more than a commercial holiday? Or does taking a moment to stop and think about who we truly love. 
to be able to look at them with eyes and see them glow, see them become, see them hope. That glow, that love, that change flows from love. It transfigured Jesus, and it will transfigure us and transform our lives so that love might do the work God sets before us within us. And so God will work through us in that love so that we might be that blessing we are called to be. So go off today on your Valentine's Day and be in contact with the people that you love. Tell them you love them. Let them know how much they matter. And when you share that love, you can watch them glow. May we all glow brightly today. In Jesus' name, amen.